Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Film Hustlers. Our fourth season, guys. I got David Dave here. I got Tootie here. Do you, though? Do you? I am. I'm Doogie. Here. I am. Tootie. Um, this is our fourth season. I want you to know, if you didn't know, our name used to be Let's Get Into It. We are still going to get into it. Yeah. But we are now the Film Hustlers, which, by the way, should have been our name from the beginning. I don't know what we were thinking with Let's Get Into It. Well, I, got, I was the one who brought Let's Get Into It, and you, it was kind of ridiculous, because we got into it. That's how the name, the, the whole thing, the genesis of this podcast was you and I arguing on set, and Ron Lee and those guys listening and saying, we each brought a valid point. You said I couldn't make a movie for seven grand or whatever it was. I said I could. I did it for 20. And you did. Well, I mean, you got to think about inflation. You, I can't do it if now. If you go back 20 years, that 20 it knocked 10 years off 10. my it knocked 10 years off my life. So that's <laughs> it. I would never do it again. Well, folks, if you're listening on the show, we cover all levels of film. If you're just starting, not a problem. We're going to talk about the beginnings, how you get started, how you come up with ideas, how you finish your script, how you use a lawyer to raise money, how you pitch a studio, how you pitch um, streamers. Pretty much every aspect, every level of filmmaking we cover. Call after hours to get the answer machines. <laughs> Look, if you're going to pitch people, we're going to talk about how you pitch. If you're going to post your movie, once you're finished with your movie, like what are you supposed to do? We kind of cover all that. So, I mean, I think overall, the purpose of the show is to inspire yeah. people to get their stuff done and also to discuss the different aspects of how to do it. Yeah. Right? Because it's not, it's not ultimately easy. I think... Film is like any other business. If you're going to put something together, you need uh, a lawyer to sort of help you sort out the money part. Uh, if you're going to pitch something and sell it to a studio, you need, you need a lawyer or a manager or an agent to sort of negotiate that with you. The, the biggest misconception I think we all have is that we don't know enough to negotiate our own scenario, right? We always think that someone else knows more or we're supposed to be getting more or you know, if I don't have an agent, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to be at a disadvantage. I don't, me personally, I don't think that's true. I don't either, actually. No. I think that we all know enough about things to negotiate a deal when it shows up. You know, I mean, I think the other misconception is that you're going to make millions of dollars when you sell an idea or you're going to make millions of dollars when you get hired to do a movie. Actors? No, no I mean, look, um, a lot of actors get into acting because they want to be millionaires. They want to be rich. Yeah. A lot of That's filmmakers 1%. do too. Yeah. So Brad Pitt's doing a pretty good job. Yeah. Tom Cruise doing a good job, right? These guys are making $20 million a movie. They own their films. But when they start, when we hire people on movies, they're making the 2000 bucks or 1000 yeah. bucks a day, right? Yeah. I mean, it's still a lot of money. Yeah. But you got to think about it in terms of how you're not working 365 days a year. Right. Right, you're working here and there, getting jobs Four here. Four weeks, there. five weeks. Yeah. yeah. If you're very good at your craft, you'll be making more money. But we do cover it all here, and I'm excited to be going into another season of this. This is going to be exciting. Yeah. One thing I want to talk to you guys about, and see if you are willing. Yeah. I was thinking, you know, we're always on the show. Every season, we're talking about this is how you do it. Here's how to get inspired. Don't be afraid. Make sure you don't get stopped. The only thing we're not doing is doing it along with everybody else, right? I mean, I know I'm working, you're working, we're all working, but the show is its own world, right? So I'm saying, why don't we, as a team, do what we're preaching? Yeah. Let's come up with our own story, 
whether it's a shorter feature, let's raise our own money. Yep. Let's use our lawyer, um, Walter Bat. With by the way, anybody listening to this, if you want to call Walter Bat on your own, and <laughs> on your own, own and yeah. do your own thing, you can. He's open and willing, and you know, as long as you pay him, he'll take care of your business. He's terrific. Takes Venmo or PayPal. He, he takes <laughs> PayPal or Venmo or Gold. But no, <laughs> you know, I was just thinking we should do it ourselves. I mean, we are. You're always writing. You just did a movie. Yeah. You're always writing. You did a movie. You do your content all the time. Yeah. Um, I'm working on movies. Yeah. I'm developing stuff, right? Yeah. So why not do it and show it and talk about it every week from soup to nuts? Yeah. Like we literally come up with a story. You come up with a pitch, David Dave. Yep. You come up with a pitch, Rod. Who's Rod? <laughs> you come Rod. up with a <laughs> you come up with a pitch, Teddy. I'll come up with a pitch. Maybe we'll pitch a few ideas and let's pick one let's write it let's raise the money right here on the show yeah let's make it let's distribute it yeah and let's see what happens so one of your best ideas yet it is well, it is throwing our hat over the fence right didn't we have a show where i said we hey did. let's yes, throw let's yes. throw if you and throw your hat over the fence you got to go get it you got it you got to do it you got to do it so we could crash and burn this could be the last season or <laughs> or never we got a new name or we new the, life. or we film hustle we film hustle and we go make our own movie and we let people join in and see how it happens and see how it works and see if we fail or succeed. See what it sounds like to talk to an investor and ask them for money. Damn. I mean, there's a little bit of an advantage. I understand there's a little bit of an advantage because we've been doing it. We've been proving to work with, you know, good actors and selling to studios and selling to uh, networks and streamers. So there's an advantage, but still, the, the, the working part of what I'm talking about is still going to be useful to anybody who listens. Right. I love this. So next week, we're going to come back with ideas. How many ideas do we get? Just one, two, three? I'd say up to three. Three ideas? And your pitches have to be short. Should it be just concept only? Keep it condensed. Make yeah. it make it like a... It's the elevator pitch. They extract DNA from oh, a dinosaur bone. Oh, here we go again, David Davis. Jesus, with this damn same one and over and over. I'm so sick of it. Jurassic Park. <laughs> I didn't even like the movie. Made a billion dollars. What about like. Jaws? All of Spielberg's movies are all pitchable within a, two sentences. Give me Jaws. Give me I'll Jaws. I'll give you Jaws. Uh, a killer shark is terrorizing a local fishing town and they have to stop it before it ruins the 4th of July. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I'm sorry. I fell asleep Dude, quick. and it's one of the most terrifying films. Did you know that that film broke all the box office records? I did know It made that. $300 million. I did know that. And, I listened uh, to the podcast. Okay, good. No, I have not. I, I want to. But, um, but, yeah, so very exciting. We're going to go for it along with you guys. We're going to take the trip. We're going to take the journey. We're going to raise some money for a movie. I don't know. I'm We're going to produce it. Film. This is a film hustler production. Film hustler production. I think um, we can try uh, for a festival piece, um, or a proof of concept. Right. We do a short that that could be a great feature. Yeah. And with that proof of concept, we can sell it to a studio. Yeah. Um, Does that work? Could you do that? Take a short and take it to a studio and see if they're interested. Well, I mean, there's different ways of doing it, right? Because um, I, I know the short and the festivals have worked. Yeah, I mean, shorts and festivals have worked. I mean, I I did a short a long time ago. I sold it. It was in 20 festivals. It won festivals that actually paid out money. Yeah. And the I think we put in fifteen thousand dollars. We made twenty five. Yeah. Let me ask you this real quick. What do you think made your film win? Was it the cinematography? Was it the writing? Was it the actors? Was it 
Well, okay, so let me just say this. The film was La Femme Ballone. Right. So when we kind of sat around the table like this and talked about what kind of film we wanted to do. It was with Dan Lopez. Yeah. Dan Lopez, Love right? Dan. It's cool. So we went to Dan, and we went to our friend Doug Van Beber, and we said, hey, let's do a movie. And Dan, we wanted Dan to direct it because he actually had the 15 grand in his pocket. <laughs> so we were like, you get to direct, but you got to put up all the money. And he did. Yeah. He put up all the money. So we were like, okay, we're making a movie. Damn, 15 um, grand. How long ago was that, too? That was a good amount of change. It was a long time ago. Uh, I don't remember now, but it was like 2004 or something like that. Yeah. Okay. It was about a guy who, who gets broken up with, loses his marriage. Oh, spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell you guys a story, but he loses his marriage, and he goes into like this weird depression, and he starts a relationship with a blow-up doll. And he pretends or feels like she's real. <laughs> so they're like going on bike rides and he's whining and dining here. And of course, three days after this whole love affair starts, things go wrong. And he starts to feel like the doll's cheating on him with oh someone else. And you know, and, <laughs> it, it ends in him murdering the doll. So it was very funny, really well written. And we wanted to do it. And Dan said, I'll direct it. I will fund it. But it has to be in French. Mm. Long story short. We all agreed, and we shot this movie, which Doug starred in, and he phonetically said all the words, and later we put in a real French guy doing the words, That's so he's cool. dubbed. Yeah. It's all dubbed. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's a beautiful film. Like, I watch it now, and I still feel like it's a beautifully made film. And it was you, shot on film, right? And it was shot on oh, film, wow. yeah. and it was black and white, and you would never have guessed that it wasn't in France. We picked all these cool locations, like between yeah. here and San Diego. Yeah. There's beautiful places on the beach and yeah. places to walk, and, and the music is like, is like Thelonious Monk style kind oh, of jazz. Yeah. I mean, really beautiful. You can find La Femme Ballone on YouTube or you can find it on um, Facebook. I'll, I'll try to put a link in the IG. You guys you check it out. You sent it to us. We watched it. It was really good. It's really amazing. Good. It's, I'm, I'm very proud of that film. But anyway, it, it, we submitted to festivals. It won the USA Film Festival, which qualifies you to potentially be nominated for an Academy Award. Yeah. Um, and we won the um, Showtime Latino Film um, Festival, which ended up having them buy the film to put on Showtime. So we oh, were wow. we were all at a at a bar and watching the premiere of La Femme Ballone on Showtime. Funny. So it was a Latino It was Latino Showtime film and it was a French, showcase. And it was Latino dudes making a French film. Yeah. <laughs> making a French film. If you think about what we did, we did something very unconventional. Yeah. Right? Something you're not gonna see that often from an American filmmaker. Yeah. So I thought it was unique. I thought it was interesting. I really do think it was super well written by Doug. Yeah. Very well acted by Doug and ridiculous in terms of its premise. Yeah, in terms of its premise, it was super odd. But it also touches a chord, right? It touches a chord yeah. about losing about being depressed. Right. Right. And and the links that your mind goes to to sort of make it okay. Was this pre Lars and the Real Grill? It was. In it, fact, so, we th oh really? We thought maybe we inspired it. You don't know. Yeah, because so, that was my favorite Gosling movie, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah, That's dude, Lars and the Real Girl. It was great. Kind of pornish. Well, dude. <laughs> I mean, what else is he in? I mean, sort of thing. Sort of so thing. So what was it? What do you think? Uh, so to answer your question, I don't know. I think I think it was a combination of being extremely well written, extremely well shot. It's a beautiful film. People loved it. People related to it, yeah. you know. Was there ever conversations about making it into a feature? Or did it just stay at a short? There had to be. If you guys are winning that many festivals. No, that. it stayed at a short. 
and we did actually doug wrote up three different versions of la femme in a feature no additional shorts one where he's where she goes to a western town (laughs) one that's like a charlie chaplin silent film you know so he created these other versions of shorts that would include the doll you know and other romantic scenarios but um but we we decided not to do it. I think La Femme lives all by itself in its short, not as a proof of concept and could never do anything but what it did. But it is an example of something that was, I don't want to say successful because no one really saw it. But the well, no, idea, it was successful. I mean, yeah, it won awards. You got money. It like, made all its it, made, it went where it could go. Yeah, it, it, it made all its money back. It was a lot of fun to do. And um and yeah, and, and 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 it showed internationally, and it won some amazing festivals. It did well. I'm I'm, I'm really proud of it. It's one of the, it's one of my. I, I don't think I'd ever done a short before. That was the first time I ever did a short. I think it was the last time I ever did a short. It's the only short I've ever made. Yeah. Well. Most important question: Who had to go buy the doll? <laughs> was that you, producer? <laughs> I think we did go buy the doll. Of course, you had to buy it. Unless yeah. you, it was, did so, you have one? So where, where There's did, a place on Santa Monica called like an adult pleasure, store? Chest. pleasure Chest. Pleasure, pleasure yeah. Chest. Yeah. We went to pleasure, pleasure Chest. Yeah. We went to the Pleasure Chest. So you all went together, like, yeah. all right, we're all gonna go of together. Of course, it's, it's, it was a family <laughs> affair. You know, when I did uh, the Kiss, mm-hmm. I submitted it to some festivals. I mean, it for hundred bucks. In one of the festivals, <laughs> um, but it was good. Did you guys see it? The Bocce Ball yeah, one, a little rom com kind of. There, I met with the company. The director of this this festival here calls me and says, "Look, I I can't put your sh- sh- film in my festival because it doesn't fit anywhere." But I got a guy who wants to meet you who watched it and he wants to possibly make it into a feature and he's got some seed money. So I went to the festival, watched his film because he had a feature there, and then I met with him after, and he said, "Yeah, I love the tone. I love the the characters. I love everything you did in this. I have two hundred grand." that I could put up towards this film, but it needs to be a feature. So I went home and I wrote the feature and took me about two weeks. I sent it to him. I don't know what happened to it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I emailed him, he, he got back to me. He goes, dude, it's great. Let's change this. A little more heart, this, that. I go, okay, okay. I was banging it away, yeah. polishing it. And then, uh, and then I sent it and then crickets. On one of the shows coming up, we're going to talk to a middleman, right? Yeah. Someone who knows people that have a lot of money, but doesn't have a lot of money himself. Now I'm always, <laughs> I'm always very, he's not going to like that. Worry. That's okay. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's the truth. It's the truth. I'm yeah. not, I'm not going to like pretend like he's no, no, a millionaire. No. He's not right. No. So there are people that say they know people with money. I don't like dealing with them, dealing with them. No, no. because, um, there's something really weird about being introduced to somebody that you would like to meet. And when you get introduced to that person, you don't know how that person feels about the person introducing you. True. I have been introduced by people that have hurt my opportunities because of the relationship they had with with, with the financier. It's happened. So I normally, I normally don't work, deal with middleman. If a middleman does approach me and says, hey, I have somebody who has money who would like to invest, I said, great, can you put me directly in contact with them and I'll deal with them and if something happens, I'll here's take what you'll you. get. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but well, here's the deal. it doesn't you're work seasoned, out that often. You're seasoned, you've been in the business a long time, so you've dealt with middlemen and you, you have a, you have a I don't history. Like it. 
you don't like it. So now you're like, great, you got a buddy? Give me his info. Yeah, give me his info. I'll <laughs> give we'll him a call. And we'll see how real it and is. And I'll create my own relationship with that person. A lot of times, a middleman will do that. They'll say like, oh, okay, so I'll connect you. You get connected with somebody and, you, and you'll call and say like, hey, you know, um, so-and-so gave me your phone number. I just want you to know this is my project. Here's what I'm doing. I heard that you might be interested in investing. Um, and they'll say like, oh, okay, good. Uh, I'm glad you're not here with him or her, <laughs> you know, because here's the deal. Yeah, yeah. They borrowed money from me three months ago and they yeah. never paid me back. And I think this is how they're trying to pay me back. Right. Or something like that. Yep. It happens. Having said that, the guy that we're going to meet, I don't want to mention him because until he actually sits down and has a meeting with us, we won't know for sure. But uh, he has actually uh, been a middleman that's worked out for me. And yeah. it's worked out for some of your friends too. Yeah. So, uh, so he's someone who has some clout yeah. and someone who actually knows people and his introductions do mean something. So this will be interesting. Yeah. Um, so we'll get into that. And I think, look, let's talk, let's talk specifically about ideas. If you're going to do a movie or a short, or you're going to write something or whatever you're going to do, if you are starting from zero, you have no connections then your story is going to have to be high level. It's going to have to be like shockingly good. It's going to have to be yeah. Reservoir Dogs. It's going to have to be Saw. It's going to have to be something super impressive because otherwise, I don't know, See, if I don't it's even simple. Think, I, I totally agree with you 100% as being one of those guys who wanted to write stories. I wanted to write because you read all these guys, these famous, you know, directors and writers and say, write your story, tell your story, write what you want. That's great and all, but if there's nowhere for it to go, what's the point? You know what I mean? But Reservoir Dogs is a great example. I took a date <laughs> to see Reservoir Dogs and I didn't know what I was watching. Interesting choice. but Yeah. yeah. I didn't know what I was watching. Sicko. We just went to the movies. It was available. I, I said, oh, I, I heard about this film. I heard it's pretty good. It, got, it was made for a million dollars. We go in it blows my socks off. Well, yeah. I leave the theater going like I'd never seen anything in cinema like that yes. ever. Okay. And it's shockingly good. Yeah, but that's not the story. That's how that's Tarantino's directing. That's the feel, that's the tone, that's Fair the characters enough. and all that stuff. But for the story, it's a simple story about a cop who goes undercover and he ends up getting shot and he's oh, in this wow. thing. Spoiler alert. Come I on, mean, bro. come on. The movie came out 50 years ago. <laughs> but I, what, what got me thinking when we were talking last week, you got about a paragraph to or less to read about whatever film. So it better grab you. And you used a good example, um, The Sixth Sense, you know what I mean, with Bruce Willis and a little kid. Let's go back to square one, which is if you're – if you don't know anybody and you're starting your movie and you want to do something that's going to get you to the next level, get you noticed, get you an email, get someone to slip into your DMs and say, hey, slide in, slide. In. I'm sorry. Get someone <laughs> to slide into your DMs and say, hey, you know, this is amazing. Can we talk about, you know, doing something bigger? Then you're going to have to have something shockingly interesting. Yes, I agree. Just make sure that your story is interesting and shocking and impressive and different to where you get people saying like, wow, I didn't expect that. I didn't think that was coming or, you know, yeah. because if you want to get to the next level, it's going to take more than just a story that's pretty good. Hey, right. that was decent. That was yeah. good. Because, you know, there's 10,000 movies that are probably pretty good or fun. 
it's all arguable, right? It is. Because, because what is it? Is it the actor? Is it the story? Is it the direction? Sometimes it's all of it. You it know, should but, be all of it. Yeah. It should be all of it. But if you're but but if you're doing something and you're starting you're starting from zero, then just make sure that you're not doing something that just you think's interesting. Right. Or that just your friends that you're drinking with feel, or your mom thinks is interesting. Like try to find something that's really unique and different, you know? Yeah. And pitch it. And pitch it to your pitch friends. Pitch it as much as you can. Pitch it to people that don't know. Send it into wescreenplay.com. Let them tell you what they think, you yeah. know? I mean, I got an earful from wescreenplay.com. How much is that? How much? $79. Per script? And yeah. so you send it in. They you send it in, and in three days, you get... Notes. Pages of notes on your characters, on the dialogue, on your arc, yeah. on your storyline... They give you a pass or recommend, you know, you really know what you're sending out to people before you send it out. Now, are they the answer to everything? Does everyone go to them? No, but it's a good tool. But it's an amazing tool. Instead of sending it to your tia Cuca, you're sending it to someone that you don't know that works in the business. Listen, my tia Cuca is cool. She's cool. She gets me Mijo, modelos. it's really good. No, I think you should do it. I think you could win Sundance with that. <laughs> Can you get Mario to play yeah. the lead? Oh, my God. Oh, I'll be on dude. set every day. Um, think about what you're writing. Yeah. Think about where you see it going. Think about a twist. Think about a turn. Think about something that your audience is going to go, oh, shit, I didn't see that. You know, if you think you know? about, like, we were talking about earlier, we were talking about shorts, right? I'd, I'd like to recommend that we do a short, but it's a committee, so we'll all decide together. But I'm going to recommend we do a short. I recommend a short, too, but if somebody gives us $10 million, hey, we got some investors coming on. Let's see what happens. We're going to talk to some investors. But I think that, you know, we, we could I can name a bunch of films that were shorts. Now, I only know of these because they're from my heyday, right? They're, I'm sure that there's current shorts that have turned into big movies recently, but I don't know those. But... I can tell you. I can tell Ironically, you that your heyday is right now. Yeah, you're doing I, more work. Now I know, than you've but ever. I just mean from when I was younger. There's yeah. Uh, Saw. Yeah. There's Bottle Rocket. Yeah. There's um, Sling Blade. Sling Blade. Yeah. You know, all these were shorts. You know, these were shorts. These were Whiplash was a short. Yeah. Um, Whiplash ended up becoming a movie that got nominated for an Academy Award. I'm actually. I, I think Winner. it won three yeah. Academy Awards, right? It's launched Miles Teller's career. The director's career who yeah. ended up Damn winning an Academy that. Award for um, La La Land. La La Land yeah. yeah. J.K. Simmons won the Academy yeah. Award for Whiplash. Yeah. But it didn't launch his career. He had no. already done he'd Juno, been, right? Yeah, and yeah. you know what was great? He'd been doing those State Farm commercials. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Kept doing them. I love that. Still does them. <laughs> he still does them. Wins the Oscar, his rate, you know, goes up. Obviously, he's all these offers come in because he was amazing in it, mm. and he's still doing a state farm. Yeah, good dun, for him. Dun, 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 dun. So something no, I want to talk is. about. <laughs> something I want to talk about. You know, is that we're gonna have some investors on probably before we have our idea. Now, in the past, I actually have raised money for films. And had all the money prior to even having the idea or the script. Yeah. That, go, that goes back to um, what you said a long time ago about investors. Investors invest in you. Right. Yeah. They don't really invest. I mean, they invest in the concept, the movie, whatever, blah, blah. But they're investing in two things. They're investing in you and they're investing in the experience. Right. I mean, it's a gamble. Are they really expect? And they're usually businessmen if they I have mean, that much money. So are they, are they really thinking they're going to make millions off this? Probably not. But they're going into it because they think that that you they like you and they think that maybe you have a future a and b 
it's a field that they're maybe interested in getting into and, you know, having fun. Yeah, look, it's an exciting way to go. When we talk to these guys, we'll tell them what we're doing. We'll, you know, if they have products that they're uh, part of or they're investors in, we can maybe include them in the film. That's not a problem. Um, you know, whether it's tequila or alcohol or, or some sort of, you know, um, apparel. Yeah. Anything, you Whatever. know, I think I think we're open to to doing that because we've done it on every movie we've ever done. So I think that there's some exciting uh, stuff to work with there. And as you listen and as you tune in, you know, you'll see us either fail or succeed at this. But um, but likely it should we ain't, be we ain't failing. Food. It should be. Look, you, you don't give up. Right. You throw your hat over the fence and you do what you can do. So I'm looking forward to. Um, to giving this a shot but let's let's think of some great ideas let's think of uh, of how we can make a short that's got impact that's interesting off the page like the minute you read the synop you're like wow i really want to see that um and let's see what we can do because i think it's it's exciting this is the show to listen to we're gonna we're going to break it down from beginning to end to distribution to to how we're going to decide if it's going to go to festivals or not festivals or if someone calls us about it, you know, you'll see the whole process. And I think that's, uh, that's something that I've been wanting to do on the show for a while. I think, uh, you know, it's, it's not fair. Yeah. It's not fair to be telling everybody how to do it and you're not doing it. Like, let's do it. Well, let's show them how yes, to do it. Yes, I agree. But we are doing it, Robert. You're making how many movies this year? Yeah, but I got to get down here and and get dirty. I yeah. got to dirty my he hands. Down to our level, Davey Dave. <laughs> no, I got to get coming down a couple. No, tiers. I'm saying I want to get down and dirty. I want to get back to raising it and and, huh? and you miss you miss the rush. Uh, That's I what do. I it's do. exciting. If you you know if if you've raised money before, it's an exciting thing to do. You know, you get people behind you. I mean, look, the one thing you have to know about raising money is that you got to be honest. You got to be a transparent. Yeah, you've got to put the people that have money with lawyers that speak their language that puts the money in escrow accounts that doesn't that doesn't ever say what's you know what's not true right right right? because that's what this is all about right you're making movies it's a very complicated business it's not easy as i mentioned before there's ten thousand films made a year some are shorts some are long form some have actors some are not but at the end of the day it's an attractive business that doesn't make anybody any money most of the time. <laughs> you know, it's Ew. true. I mean, you can make money in this business, but you have to follow some rules. And the number one rule of the game is entertain people that are watching your yeah, stuff. Entertain it. them. Entertain them to the point that they got to walk out and say, you have to see this movie. The most successful films that you have ever seen are because someone walked out of a theater or walked or made a phone call or texted someone while they were watching The Offer, Jaws, whatever you name it. And they told someone to watch it and those people told other people and then that's how success happens. Back in the day, and I just finished The Offer, there wasn't a lot of content out there. You know what I mean? There wasn't 10,000 movies being made, I don't think, uh, but there wasn't a lot of play. There was theaters, that was it. So whatever was playing at that theater... That's what you watched. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't. Yeah. First of all, it wasn't that easy to make a movie. Like, no. like literally, if you're at home and you have a phone, you can make a movie, right? Yeah. If you have a phone and an iMac, you could That's shoot it. your movie, put it into your iMac, put it into <laughs> iMovie and cut your own movie. Literally, you can put your music. It's super easy. Before you had. But where to, would you use your mu- what music would you get? Uh, 
I would use extrememusic.com. Very good point. Very good point. By the way, we want to welcome back Russ Emanuel and extrememusic.com to our show. And thank you for supporting us. You know, speaking of extrememusic.com, I was looking for a new song for a diner scene in our movie Stepping Into the Holidays, yeah. which is coming out in December. Yeah. David Davis on, on David Lifetime. David Davis in it. Oh, yeah, is yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah. I think you make a little cameo. The back yeah, of your head yeah. does. Yeah, you know, you're oh, on yeah, the car. Yeah, 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 you know. But um, but anyway, I was on extrememusic.com because I needed. Sometimes it's not all score. Sometimes you're in a diner and the score brings you in, and then characters are just talking. But in a diner, they usually have like a radio playing. Right. Right. So I had to go to extrememusic.com and search out like, oh, it's the holiday time. It's a diner. They want to keep it light. Did you just plug that in like that? Holiday diner? I do. Really? Holiday diner or Russ I punch in uh, or I punch in like I think of the song. I think Jingle Bells or I think Jingle Bells with guitars or I think Jingle, you know, whatever. Yeah. Jingle Bells acapella and it, whatever they have pops up and I listen to it and I download it and I try it. Yeah. And I found something I really liked, so I sent it in. So check it out. Extreme Music has a search tool. It's an upgraded search tool. So now you can pick a certain piece of a song. Right. So if you if you like, let's say you're listening to a song and only the beginning 10 seconds works for you. Yeah. But you want to find other things that sounds like that. The tool picks that piece of the song and searches the rest of its database to see if there's anything like Very it. Very nice. Wow. That's pretty cool, yeah. right? Because wow. yeah. sometimes, you know, look, if you're, if you're a composer and you're supplying music to Russ and Extreme Music, you want the songs to have peaks and valleys, right? So they start kind of, you know, slow, then they get big, and then they get slow again. They, so they give you all kinds of different feels in one song so that you can literally pick a piece of it and use it rather than just use the whole song. Yeah. So if you find something you like, you could just pick that piece and it'll search the rest of its database for that kind of field yeah. music. So it's good stuff. Uh, but back to what you were saying about, about um, a, a movie would play in a theater for the whole, you know, for the whole summer for six months, it would be like, you know, Jaws did that. I think uh, Star Wars, Star Wars did that. You know, what other film did that is Greece did that. Yeah. So Titanic, Titanic in the '90s, then sat in the theater for similar to to the '70s and sat in there for a long time. Something happened with Titanic where it wasn't really attracting that many people at the beginning. It was doing okay. Yeah, it wasn't like I mean, look, it's it's made two over two billion dollars. I mean, right. it's if you think about Top Gun, who's in kind of second to it. Yeah, uh, in all time, they're they're separated by a billion dollars. That's a lot of money. <laughs> right? That's a lot of money. That's a lot already. Right. right. I mean, maybe Top Gun's catching up right now, but it's it was a big divide, right? But I think I remember because I didn't see the movie until New Year's Day, and I was in Palm Springs. I'll never forget the day because the Titanic. movie was amazing. Yeah. Uh, but it had opened... It had opened a couple of months beforehand, and people were watching it, but it wasn't a must-see. Right. And then all of a sudden... Word of mouth sort of it caught fire and everyone wanted to see Titanic. There was yeah. something happening. I don't remember what the news reports were or what happened. Yeah. I actually Very went nice. down there because I was like 19 at the time to be an extra. I got fitted the whole bit. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you yeah, work did. on it? No, I went to it was cool. I went to that studio down there in Rosarito. I saw everything. I, you know, it but was, did you work on the film? No, like I'm trying to tell you i went to the i don't know why you're taking so long i went to the bar and got bedal and i didn't show up oh <laughs> wow i Is went i got fitted i came back to san diego Chula vista i was supposed to go down like the next friday it was 
Wait, you got fitted and everything, and you got yeah. drunk and you didn't go to well, work. Well, no, I mean, wow. it wasn't very much money. I mean, it, it was forty bucks. It was forty yeah, bucks. Then, You're yeah. right. Yeah. And so, um, I went with a buddy I worked with. We went together. We're like, oh, let's go do it. So you don't um, love movies, if you. I do love movies, but but we got there at like six, <laughs> and they're like, oh no no, you're not. We don't. We won't need you till nine. And I was like, fuck. So we hung out. We craft service, whatever. And they said, nope, we're not going to need you now till 11. And my buddy's like, fuck that. I'm going to go to the bar because we're in Rosarito. Oh, yeah. And I said, you know, okay, let's go for just for one. Just real quick. <laughs> real quick for one. And we go and, and uh, oh, the, no, they said, they, I know what it was. They said we weren't going to start till one in the morning. And we had got there at six and we had to get in the water, like these water tanks and shit. My buddy's like, fuck. He said, screw that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, if you want to ride, I'm going to split. And I was like, dude. We got fitted. We're here. Yeah. He said, I said, let's go get a beer and we'll talk about it. So we went to go get a beer. We had some tacos. Forget it. We ended up getting all pedo. Next thing you know, it was four in the morning. I said, let's go back. Maybe it's ready. Dude, you, could have been, you could have been the writer on Avatar 2. What are you Come doing? Come on. I, I actually um, know that guy. The guy, the writer. Yeah. 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 Um, but let's get back to, to the show and what we were talking about. I think... Um, we're going to wrap this up, but we are going to come up with some ideas to do our own short, potentially. We're going to talk to our lawyer about how we're going to raise the money and put that money in the bank and make uh, an investor feel confident and comfortable that we're not going to just run away with his dough. And we're going to be talking to them on the show, investors on the show. We're going to be talking to a middleman soon, uh, talking about whether or not he can help us get some money. And I was just telling David, Dave, it's possible that we may raise the money before we actually have the idea. Right. Yeah. Right. It happened. I've done it many times where people just believe in what you're doing and want to jump on board. Yeah. So let's see how that works. If we do that, it'll be exciting for people to hear that that's a possibility. It could yeah. happen. And let's not just go short. I mean, let's say let's let's come up with some good ideas. Best idea. Either best best idea, idea wins. Whether it be you can make a short out of any idea. You know what I mean? But if we get some money and, you know, look. The, the main thing I want to stress as a producer from, my, from where I sit is I want actors and a director to have time to discuss, yeah. Yeah. to take their time on the, on, on the day that they're shooting their scenes and not to be in a rush and a panic that, you know, we got to get through this and we got to shoot that, you know, you, you need a time to shoot the, whatever shots are going to make this look beautiful and take its time and have it breathe. And you can't do that in your, if you're in a rush. And if you're doing a feature that's 90 pages long, you don't have any choice but to rush. Take it easy. No, even if you have a million dollars. Look, you, the idea is if you do a short and you are in your schedule is five days, then you may get bigger actors that are just available. Like if yeah. you're doing it, if you're doing a feature that's a million dollars and you can't pay your actors enough for them to like take, a, you know, three weeks off, yeah. then it becomes an issue, right? If you if you're doing a short, they're like, oh yeah, I'll give you a, a few days for you know ten thousand bucks, or we're gonna be sag. Lots to talk about, guys. Lots to talk about. Lots to talk about. All that I'm saying is let's not let's not come into this with like, okay, I'm I'm gonna come up with the concept for a short. Come up with a good idea. Okay. Come up with something that's like high concept, maybe Dave. Yes. Yeah. I want to blow some socks off with whatever we do next. So, all right, well, food for thought. Let's uh, get our pitches together, and we'll see you next time on Film Hustlers. That's right. Beep.